This is episode 29, Turning Your Skills and Experience into Cash with Sarah Cordner. Hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I'm Tim Cooper, and I coach experts in all fields who want to expand their reach, share their knowledge, message, and passion, and inspire people to live more fulfilling lives. For over 30 years, I have taught in the workplace, workshops, in the classroom, and online. And if you have a message burning inside you that needs to get out into the world, contact me today. In the last episode, I discussed confidence and how we often get that little split second of doubt that sometimes can stop us in our tracks and how we should overcome that and just move on and create our course because we do have skills, we do have knowledge, we have things that people want to know and whether we believe we're an expert or not, we will build an audience of people who relate to us and the way we teach. And I can think of no better way to follow up that episode with this interview with Sarah Cordner. Now, Sarah has an amazing story. She went from broken homeless to a seven-figure education business in 18 months. She's an award-winning edupreneur, and she shares so much in this interview that you are going to want to listen to this more than once. In fact, you're going to want to listen to this numerous times. Now, I do advise that If you are listening at the moment while you're driving, running, at the gym, taking your dog for a walk, enjoy it, listen to it, but please take a moment at some point in the very, very near future with pen and paper and take notes. And not only take notes, take action. So I really encourage you to stick around for the entire interview because I tell you what, Sarah holds nothing back. She gives us the strategies that took her from zero to seven figures. And then we go into how to use Udemy and other platforms like that successfully. And then most importantly, looking at the bigger picture, looking beyond online course creation, looking where online course creation can take you as far as establishing authority and becoming a go-to expert. And then at the end, we are sharing a 50% off link to Sarah's course on how to become a go-to expert, which obviously opens up the doors to so much more exposure, revenue, and lifestyle. Now, as we say at the beginning of every show, I want to keep the information relevant. I want to be talking about topics and subjects that you are interested in, that you want to know more about. So please, if there is a topic or subject you want me to talk about, shoot me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com and I will get that information to you. Also, if there is somebody that you would like me to interview or if you believe you've got something to share with the listeners of this podcast, please send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com and we'll get that organized. So let's not muck around. Let's just jump straight up to the interview. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Coaching Podcast. And today's guest, well, let's say that 18 months ago, she was homeless and broke, and now she is the CEO of a seven-figure 
education business. Now, that is a story in itself, isn't it? And, share, and Sarah's going to be sharing that. So it's with great pleasure that I introduce award-winning edupreneur, Sarah Cordner, to the show. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Yes, um, my, my journey's been a rather long one. Uh, interestingly, I did actually start my education and training business in the UK, as you can probably tell from my accent, um, a good 10 years ago. So um, despite the huge amounts of uh, makeup covering the wrinkly lines that's been, <laughs> that have happened from that, um, yeah, I've just hit my decade in business, which has been um, certainly some journey. Um, but I've actually taken that journey through a number of countries. Um, after successfully running the business for a couple of years in the UK, I decided that it'd be a fantastic idea to pack up my life after a breakup and just move to Malta in the Mediterranean. Uh, I had no idea what I was going to do and uh, started the business there was going wonderfully and I then fell in love and uh, he said let's move to Western Australia <laughs> so um, in in the rush to go off and elope I just packed up everything into a bag and uh, I moved to WA but uh, it was in that move that my my husband was working away at sea so the visas and everything else that goes with moving to another country depended on, on my shoulders at the time so being that he was away at sea and we just got married, we had no money. Um, we we literally just packed up everything. Uh, we had no contact whatsoever. So I found myself basically washed up on the shores of Western Australia um, in uh, 2012 with nothing but a 25 kilo suitcase and a whole load of hope. And uh, when I say that I literally had nothing else, I genuinely mean it. I hadn't planned where I was going to live. I hadn't sorted out a job. And uh, the excitement of the journey very quickly turned into a what the hell have I done kind of moment and uh, yeah then we you know very quickly had to uh, put dreams into action because um it yeah I wasn't I had nothing to to feed myself and put a roof over my head so very quickly I had to really put some very resourceful strategies in place on less than a bootstrap budget because I couldn't even afford a bootstrap um and clearly that's now worked out for me so um within 18 months of rocking up um I had uh, built a business valued at uh, seven figures which is wonderful, um, educated thousands of Australian workers, helped uh, loads more get into uh, long-time unemployed Australians get into employment and work. And uh, the business has now won a number of awards as well. So I am the walking, talking, living, breathing example that if there are people out there who are trying to start a business, thinking of starting a business or who are struggling with one, then it, you, know, you don't have to wait until you've got this money, got all this certain circumstance, got this certain investor got this certain equipment and resources and kit nah really your your passion is enough and I hope I can share just some some of the very many strategies I use with you today so that you can do that too because it really isn't rocket science mm, that's absolutely awesome I think you said a very very important point is that don't wait for the perfect time because there will never be the perfect time something is always going to come up and just like you know don't also don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. All those all, all those sayings are so true, and saying like and your story is truly inspirational and and it is a like encouraging out there to people who are who are sort of maybe scratching their head going uh, can I can't I so let's yeah. so, so, so let's just ask you a very simple question to start with: Can anybody create an online course? 
Absolutely. Um, there's there's a bit of a, a, a toss up with this argument. Right? It's a very controversial subject when we talk about people becoming experts. You know, choose the word you wish to use here, because some people say, you know, the, to be an expert, there's so much you have to have done and so much you have to have known. And to this, to some degree, I agree with that. You know, when it comes to hiring an expert to coach you or guide you in your business and provide you with advice that you're investing your money in, then absolutely, you know, make sure that they are. Um, qualified in that subject area, make sure they have at least five years experience. But when it comes to online courses, what I really want people to understand is that to a second grader, a fourth grader is an expert. That there are that you have literally been learning everything you know your entire life. Everything you know how to do, every skill, every competency you have is a result of some kind of series of experiences that you've been through. And you know, I don't know how old you are listening to this, but that is a hell of a lot of experience to go by. Now, with 7.2 billion plus people on planet Earth, I can guarantee you very confidently that there are people out there that don't know how to do what you know how to do and that there are people out there that would love to have the skills that you've got so what I want to try and do is separate this word of expert versus online instructor because although they can be the same thing um, they don't have to be and that feeling that you know that basically that feeling of fraud that puts a lot of people off becoming online instructors is because of this word expert and they feel they have to be a qualified five-year plus experienced professional in something to teach it to somebody you don't you can run a course on beekeeping or I don't know baking cakes or I, what do you do for a job every day you know you've had to learn those skills and someone wants to know them you can get paid to pass those skills on and very handsomely I put it <laughs> mm, absolutely and I say and just another thing like like I, I love the you know a fourth grader is an expert to a second grader and and I and I and we can always sort of just expand on that slightly and say that that some people actually prefer to learn from somebody who's just slightly ahead the same path because and and this is a, a very common skill like you no know, like some some people call it LAT learn apply teach and and there's there's many other acronyms for it like say learn a skill put it to work and then teach it and because it's so fresh to you and because mm-hmm. you've just done it you can you can relate know the all the pain and, and 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 what went wrong and everything else very very clearly and freshly versus some phd professor sitting up there whatever yeah. so and i think Tim, that's actually a really good point. Is that that's actually a success strategy in itself because um, you know when we look at these experts, when we look at these people that are up there doing amazing things, sometimes we can feel very, very far from them. We can feel so distanced from them that um, it either puts us off getting in touch with them in the first place, or we just feel like maybe they're going to be too expensive, or I don't know. But when you um, can actually publicly say, you know, I'm learning this, I'm enjoying this, here are my results, people love the journey. People love seeing what you're working on. You know, by all means, if you're working on something, if you're doing a certain type of job, um, share that online and then start teaching it to people because people suddenly go, wow, they're going through that. And I can relate to that person because they're just like me. And that makes them want to come to you. Mm, exactly. And, and 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 sharing those behind the scenes shots. Like I know that I was setting up to to shoot a, a video one day and my son actually took a photo of the setup and all the lights and I, I was sitting there and everything was ready to go and we put it on Facebook and it went crazy there were so many likes because people want to be involved they want to see behind the scenes so it does. 
really cool book I'd recommend people reading um, where I came from. It's called Show Your Work. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. And that tell it that that actually t- that whole book is about to share your journey, not the product, because people can't relate to an end product because they just, you know, when it's just ta-da, here's this perfect thing, and everyone's like, Yeah, good for you, well done. Yeah. But when people see your wall covered in your, your notes and what you're up to and what you're doing and you're explaining the hardships along the way, that's when people engage and they feel like they're part of the journey um, mm. and they, they want to see the end result. And, and obviously, when you're sharing the hardships, and they see, well, look, it didn't just fall into the lap, and yeah. and 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 you and, and you say, well, I come come up against this brick wall, and I had I had two choices. Well, as I say, so now when you come 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 to a fork in the road, take it. But I, I had two choices. I, I could either you know, just stop at the brick wall and go, oh, that's too hard, and walk back, or, or I could jump over the hurdle. And and as we know, failure isn't the end. Fail, no. There's, there's, there's many fa- failures on the way to success. It just means for every failure you have, you're closer to success. Mm, yeah, that's it. Okay. What's what? Okay. So let's so let's talk about because there's, there's there's sort of three three main sort of themes that I want to share and that, that we discuss. So we want to talk about obviously the the, the story of everybody who's going to listen to this podcast and is here here now is interested to know. How the hell can you go from zero to a seven-figure education business? Okay, that's that, that's a that's a big thing. So, what's now what's now what's the strategy? Now what now what are the first steps and the thing to go? And then we're going to go into how to use Udemy effectively to be part of your strategy, and then looking at the bigger picture and how to use how to use online courses as simply a tool to be recognised as a go-to expert, as a public speaker, to be invited onto guest panels and everything else. So let's start with the journey, okay? Let's let, let's start with the how-to. You have helped a number of people reach success with their online courses. Mm-hmm. So take us through the process. Yeah, well, look, when, um, when I first started on this journey um, myself, one of the things that I, one of the strategies I sort of now come up with, I've kind of given it a name and you've mentioned this earlier, is having now been in business for 10 years and that business has always been in the education sector. I'm postgraduate qualified in education and adult education and curriculum design. Um, and I've been running an education business now for three years, three years in three countries for 10 years internationally. And what I have realized is that this combination of entrepreneurship, which has many definitions, but in this circumstance, I'm going to call it growing a business profitably. Combining that with the platform of education, this is where the world of online learning and well, even offline learning uh, becomes extremely profitable for people. In the past, uh, providing information, providing content to your audience was more a method of lead generation and exposure. You know, we've all heard of content marketing. Very important, very big, um, you know, very, very vital part of running a business. However, I believe that content marketing is fast being replaced by the beast that I call edupreneurship. And what we mean by edupreneurship is basically educating your market profitably. So this is a a method or a strategy that absolutely any business in absolutely any industry can implement to grow their business and to make more money. And importantly, can make more money passively 
from not only that platform itself, the lead generation itself, but also um, from their own, from their major, their primary products and services. So I, I, I say to people, look, I don't care whether you um, sell honey or whether you sell tires for tractors or whether you sell consultancy services or build websites for a living. You don't have to be a training provider to actually use this, this method effectively of, of edupreneurship because absolutely like I said before everything you do everything you have every function within your business requires a set of skills knowledge and competencies and if you can put on this mindset of of content marketing give that information away give people help educate them in a way that you get paid for it then you are you are not only getting yourself leads and exposure you're also getting yourself sales and if you've set up your funnels and your products and your packages effectively which I'll talk to you about today then you're actually going to be creating ongoing sales for yourself in all of your actual other major services if the education platform part of it isn't your main service so edupreneurship really is I believe the new era of entrepreneurship and I think any business that isn't beginning to adopt this in the future is really going to fall behind and we've mentioned that we're going to talk a bit about using some of the free online platforms to host your learning I always say to people you know when you're starting out if this is new to you um, or if you're just sort of putting your toe in, in the water at the moment don't go out there and spend thousands of dollars uh, building your own WordPress schools or your own um, your own website schools and things like that. There are plenty of online platforms that you can use out there completely free of charge that already have an existing marketplace, that already have millions of students. Try the game out there first. And what you'll find happens, and this is why I love this as a replacement for marketing as well as making money, is that where everybody else is giving out their content for free, you know, all good business owners should be, and if you're not, catch up, um, should be giving out, I don't know, free webinars, free workshops, uh, free articles. Perhaps you have a blog, perhaps you're doing podcasts, you know, all of that stuff certainly has a place and will always have a place in business. But edupreneurs are taking it to a whole other level. What, instead of just giving out that stuff for free, what I'm encouraging you to do is actually turn that content into an online course. Because what that does is means instead of you having to give your time for free, market those particular products or services or free workshops or free webinars, which costs you money, you know, your cost per acquisition on those leads is probably quite expensive when you calculate your time involved into all of that as well. Whereas the edupreneur who's turning that free stuff into an online course for, you know, even if it's just $25 or $47, you're getting paid for your leads to come to you instead of you paying them. So it's a fantastic um, paid you lead generation strategy. And not only do they pay you for it, they thank you for it because you've taught them something fantastic. It really is the modern day world of doing business. So entrepreneurs, let's start thinking edupreneurs. And uh, we'll, we'll now perhaps go into a little bit more of what that might look like for you in your business and what strategies you can use. I mean, what's what are your thoughts on this, Tim? Oh, I'm I'm right with you, and and I saying like I I have a obviously I have a blog and I have a podcast, so I'm doing all that all that free stuff. And you're right, the it, it does cost, and, and and not so much cost in in terms of money, but it, it does cost in terms of time, and and time is money. And I earn a good hourly rate 
doing other stuff that I do as well. So when I'm spending four hours editing up a podcast episode, you know, so I, I think, you know, and people say, why would somebody pay for a course when they can find that information so freely available on the internet? And it's, it's, it's not, it's not so, it's, it's not, people want things to be easy. And so if you, if you can take, you know, if you've already got a podcast or you've already got a blog and you can, you can curate that and package that into a, a step one, two, three, four, people will pay for that because now they've got that information and it's going to guide them through to a, you know, to a, a learning outcome. So yeah, I'm, I'm right up with that. Yeah. Well, look, I think a lot of people here are, are going, tell me about the money. <laughs> that, that's what we want to know, right? Um, you know, we are entrepreneurs because we we have a message. We have something to share with the world. And that's great. You know, we, hopefully you're in this because you do have a genuine desire to help people move from one place to another. So first of all, I really hope that you are in, in this for that. That's very important. Um, but obviously we have businesses to run and we have bills to pay. So we want to make sure that while while we're making a difference to the world, leaving a legacy and helping other people out, we're also helping out ourselves by earning ourselves the money that we actually deserve for putting together all of this fantastic content. You know, you deserve to get highly paid for working hard on, on helping the world. So let's talk a little bit about packaging. Um, because this is really important. And when I really started taking this seriously in my business, I noticed a huge difference in my revenue and in my sales and my conversions. Now, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever sort of sat at home and with, I don't know whether you live with a partner or housemates or you've got kids or whatever, but you, you have that moment where you go, you know, what do you want for dinner? And yeah, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> or I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Uh, well, you have it. <laughs> it just goes on, doesn't it? And um, it's funny how we actually apply the same mentality sometimes to our businesses. And uh, you know, if you're focusing on online business or, or or training business or any kind of business, what often happens is we know our products and services so well, so inside out that we almost forget what it's like to not know what they are. So when a client comes to us and wants to hear about what we have to offer, we often reel out everything. We give them later advice, often probably too much free advice on these free strategy calls and sessions that we do. Um, and we go, blah, blah, blah. These are all the different ways I can help you. Client, what would you like me to do for you? And the client goes, oh, I don't know. What have you got? Um, and basically what happens is the client is sort of got all this stuff flying around in their head and they end up not making a decision and we end up not converting that lead and making a sale. What we need to do is give them a menu. Now, if we give the kids or the wife or the partner or whatever a an actual menu for a takeaway, all of a sudden the dinner dilemma is solved because something gets picked. It's exactly the same if we took them out to the restaurant, something would get picked for dinner because it's in black and white and they can see very clearly what their different options are. So first of all, my first question is, is have you actually sat down and listed down all of the different products and services that you provide to your audience? and with the exact pricing next to it. It's so important to do that, it's unbelievable. Now, some people say to me, oh yeah, but Sarah, um, I'm only working on this one little course and you know, it's not quite ready yet, that's all I've got. And when it is ready, that's all I'm gonna have. Well, you can make this a tiered package. So let's go with a random example so I can start showing you how this works. Um, now, one of my courses is um, is on how to how to build profitable courses. Um, and so 
if you have built something online and it, and it doesn't matter if it's a really cheap one or if it's a really expensive program, but try and create, first of all, the cheap one that would be the equivalent of your free workshop or your free webinar or your articles um, or your podcast that you would normally do free of charge. And then you might have from there, from your $25 or $47, that same course plus a set of templates that go with it. So I don't know what you're teaching. You, I mean, if even if you're teaching health, you might have a little menu or a diet plan or an exercise plan that goes with it. So what templates can you possibly put with it? Now, again, you're probably going to be planning on teaching something that you already do every single day. You are going to have byproducts from that, what we call the sawdust. You know, what templates have you got on your computer? What documents do you use every day that you could clean up and turn into a generic blank template that somebody could use? So then you have your, your cheap course, you have your cheap course plus a template. Perhaps you then have your slightly more advanced course, which is a bit more again. Then you have your advanced course plus some more templates. Then you have all of that plus a coaching session, all of that plus three coaching sessions. And so we go up. Now, one of the ways um, that I help, I, I explain to people and how we can actually start pricing those different levels because people go to me, okay, right, I've got my head around that. I'm hoping you're all following me here. Um, we then need to go, well, how much is each of one of those different packages or tiers worth? Well, this is how I like to explain it. At the very bottom of our funnel, so this is where we have our free stuff or our cheap stuff, we are looking at information. So for instance, a book, this is information. Um, this is, you know, you can't really buy a book for much uh, more than $30. So we're talking cheaper end products there. It's pure info. It's stuff that people can probably get online or watch a YouTube video on or whatever. The next step from information is when we start um, giving people implementation. So what we mean by implementation is do we give people any actual strategies? Do we give them any kind of methods? Do we give them a step-by-step uh, -step system to follow? Do we give them some tools that they can use to actually start turning this info into practical exercise? If we move to the implementation stage, we're looking now at charging a little bit more money. The next stage from that is then what I call our transformation stage. So this is when you look at what course you're doing or what service you're providing. So you can really apply this to everything. I know we're on a, a course writing workshop here, but really you can apply this to any level of your business. Do you or the information you're going to present in this course, does it help people get from A to B? Does it help them move from one circumstance to a better circumstance? Does it help them, them um, change or grow positively, um, whether it be attitudinal, behavioral, whether they increase in skill sets, whether they increase in a, a level of knowledge? Does it actually provide a measurable transition or movement from one place to another by the time that they have had that course, that product or service from you? That is when we start actually being able to charge our much higher dollars. This is where we could be moving into sort of our four figure range um, because the transformation is really something that you can't always get from information or implementation products. So from there, we then can go up a whole other level. 
So once you've figured out what can you do in all of those stages, we then want to think about the marketplace or our customers that might be a bit lazy. They could also be just purely time poor, or they could be like, I really need the service, but I just can't be bothered to do it myself. I want the expert to do it. So this is what I call the do it for you service. Now, whatever you do, whatever you're talking about, whatever your subject is, I'm sure there is something that you can do for your audience. If you're teaching social media marketing, the do it for you would be you actually doing their Facebook ads for them, for instance. If you build websites, obviously that speaks for itself. I help people write courses. I can write somebody's course for them. So look at what you do. And see if it's in that topic, you can do something for them. That, again, is going to be much higher price. Now, let me give you a little bit of a metaphor here before I move on to the the highest level. I like to think of this a bit like a cookbook. So we've all got a recipe book or a cookbook on probably rotting away somewhere behind the microwave with moths and spiders in it, if it's anything like mine. (laughs) And um, what what happens is that cookbook has all the information. It's got exactly what what recipe, what ingredients we need to have. It has the implementation. It has the actual steps and methods we need to follow to create the dish. It tells us how to chop it, how to bake it, how to mix it, how to sniff it, everything. We then have the um, we then have the transformation part from a cookbook, because if, for instance, it's a healthy cookbook, if we take that information, if we follow the steps, we implement it into our lives. It can help us transform our health. It can help us transform our mental health, our weight, our everything. Now, when we get more expensive, this is when, for instance, instead of cooking it ourselves, we go to a restaurant. That's the do it for you bit. We get someone else to cook it for us or we order a takeaway. Now, clearly, that's always more expensive than it is to cook ourselves at home. Now, here's the final end of your tier. This is what I call the do it with you package. This is when I pick up the phone, I call Gordon Ramsay and I say, hey, mate, do you know, I just really want you to hold my hand here. I don't really know what the heck I'm doing. And Gordon Ramsay comes to my house. He comes in my kitchen. We cut together. We mix together. He helps me check whether it's ready or not. He shows me his secret strategy for mixing the soup. And then he sits down with me, has a glass of wine and we eat our dish together. That do it with you service is your most expensive service service that you could possibly offer because this is when you're exchanging your time for money. Mm. Now, when you're exchanging your time for money, that is where the the cost comes in. So look at that tier and um, decide, make a menu for every single one of those tiers. Now, if you've got multiple products and multiple courses and multiple services within your business, you might actually have a series of those tiers those packages for every single product you've got so I have a tier like that for delivering training I have a tier like that for writing training for you you know you get the point so make sure you start by writing up those menus now when it comes to but Sarah you didn't really give me the prices I should use (laughs) that's really when your market research element needs to come in which we'll talk about in a second Tim I'll hand back over to you if you've got any comments to add to that I believe in that. And in the same, like sometimes you've got to give people a choice, as you're saying. And and, and research has shown that they, you know, if you if you give three people, well, sorry, if you give people three options, they're usually going to take the middle one. So it's usually the option that you really want them to take. You're going to, you're going to stick in the middle 
you know, in, in tears and and packaging things up. So yeah, so 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 have your have your course, have your course with community. Like like community is another thing that people really sort of push hard, like like their secret or, or their private Facebook groups and coming in because once again now there's now now they're getting interaction uh, like on a social level with with people in that same in that same course and also then the the, you know, the the course facilitator can also come in there and answer questions as well so so that's that's giving a little bit more access you could you could also do have a have a package into some some live webinars right so you can go have the course and now also come in for a, a series of of three or four webinars and you even now you're even getting into a live interaction unfortunately we can't use things like blab for these sort of things because it is a public that no there's no way you can keep anything private here so anybody made paying a premium price we would get really sort of annoyed if they sort of came no said oh it's all over blab so that's a waste of time yeah so I, I i i'm right there i'm right there with you and i suppose it's so when it comes to your pricing protocol though that's 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 where it gets gets tricky and I, and I suppose it's a calculation like say if i if i want to make say 97 dollars us an hour for coaching and i say that no my course is 47 dollars it's going to cost you 47 dollars to be in a community it's going to and i'm going to throw in an hour's of co- hours coaching so i'm going to make it 200 bucks or something like that is, is is that the way that you do the the pricing yeah, well, um, I I guess one of the things I will say is that I cannot possibly recommend to you that um, X service equals X cost because only you can decide from that basic structure I've just given you as to what really you should be charging. So I'd always say to you, stick to that. Information is the cheapest. Go through that series and then uh, do it with you is the most expensive. Now, to really get an idea as to, well, is the cheap end 50 bucks or 500 bucks and is the top end a thousand bucks or 10,000 bucks? Only you can really research your particular industry to get an idea as to what the general trends out there in the market actually are. And when it comes to online courses, if that's what we're looking at pricing at the moment, the absolute best way I'd recommend you going about doing that would be simply to go and look at what else is out there in your particular field. Now, again, this is not to copy. This is to get a really good idea is to benchmark um, what the industry is going to be expecting for a certain amount of money. Now, you can go on to all of the different online platforms out there, find other courses in your particular field. And these are the things you need to be looking at. You need to be looking at, obviously, what are they charging? Number one, how many modules and sections or lectures are they giving away for that? Um, How many hours or minutes of of training is actually included in that? And what are the topics? You also want to be looking at from that model I've just given you, are the uh, topics that your your competition giving just information? Is it just advice and guidance? Or are they giving actual implementation strategies and tools and methodologies? Or are they creating some form of business or life transformation? Um, If they are you know, you need to be making sure that you are providing something that's similar for the same sort of price you're charging, if not actually better. So use that as the base point for your your research as to what you should be charging for yours. Ideally, when you're looking at your competition, what you're looking for are all those things, but also how can you take it to the next level? How can you offer even more value? And obviously, don't be afraid to charge a little bit more for the fact that you're improving because people will compare yours to somebody else's. And if they can clearly see that yours does give more value, they won't mind paying more money. Mm. So that's one way of, of researching when it comes to pricing. 
But when it comes to research... Pop yeah. in there too and just say, and to everybody, don't, don't, don't be martyrs and, and, and don't, don't get the guilt up about charging for the information. I just, I'll give, I'll give you an example. Well, I can give you plenty of examples why you should be charging, but I just, I just went and bought uh, Ray Edwards copywriting academy course, right? I, I, I hooked in there with the early bird and I think it costs about 800 US dollars. And he's a, he's a, he's a fantastic guy and, a very a very solid Christian. He's got he's got no qualms about charging that much money for a course. He's got he's got no qualms charging two hundred thousand dollars to write a sales letter because that sales letter is then going to turn around and make millions of dollars for the person he writes it for. And so so you've got you also got to take the transfer the, the possible transformation that the person is going to receive from doing a course as part of the pricing. So if you if you can do a course and then that and, and that person turns around and writes one sales letter and charges five thousand dollars. And they just got five times back their investment anyway, and that's from from one sales letter. So you've got to take the transformation. And the other thing too is if if you know, if you're not charging anything, you can't you can't continue to improve your services. You can't get the, the equipment, and you want to make an impact in the world. The best way to make an impact in the world and change people's lives is to create the lifestyle and and, and the wealth that you can then go out and you can start building schools in you know, whatever and, and and start making these these massive changes because you created. No, no lifestyle just by simply sharing your knowledge, and I think that you know what you know what your potential is is you know, amazing. But I'll, I'll hand mm. back over to you and now. That brings me beautifully onto my next point, actually, because if we're going to create the lifestyle for ourselves that we want, um, regardless of whether that's freedom, whether it's financial, we need to actually be building our courses and our products to be what our audience want. Now, one of the mistakes that we often make is we have a passion for something. So we think I'm going to write a course on that. Well, that's great. But what you are going to be doing is making it very hard for yourself if you are thinking about what you want to teach and not what your students want to learn or importantly, what they want to buy. And what they want versus what they need are two very different things. So we need to be stopping thinking about what we want to do as such and focusing more on this. How can I build something that's going to not only be desirable, but be something that absolutely everybody wants to buy from from me? So there's a couple of ways of doing this. We, we need to, first of all, make sure we have what we call a product to market fit. Um, what we mean by that is we need to make sure we're building something that people want to buy. So when we're selling that course, we need to be thinking, first of all, about the difference between their wants and their needs. They might sound the same, but they're very different. People don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. And what I mean by that is, for instance, if we sell headache tablets, um, what we tend to do is sell what people need, which is hey, buy my headache tablets. Nobody wants to buy headache tablets, but what people want is relief from their headache. So instead we should be selling, um, you know, how to relieve your headache and how to not have a headache anymore. So how do we find out what our audience wants to buy instead of what they need to buy? Now, one of my favorite ways of doing this is to quite simply just go and ask them. <laughs> um, if you are, if you are, get, seriously, you can actually get your customers to do all of the work for you, to do all of your curriculum planning for you. Um, go into uh, groups where your audience hang out, go into Facebook groups. Uh, for instance, if you sell dog food, uh, type in I Heart Dogs and find the groups where people are hanging out that love dogs. And obviously that's where your audience are gonna be and type in something like, hey guys, I'm gonna write a course on how to look after your dog. What would you like me to teach you? 
believe me, because you're in that group where all of those people are hanging out, you will get loads of people say, I want to know X, Y, Z. So that's one way of doing it, first of all. Now, the other one I absolutely love is using forums to to help me build my curriculum. Because people always say to me, where the hell do I start when it comes to writing this course? So this topic you've got could be absolutely enormous and it could go on forever. And you could write 10 university degrees on it. And this is where we get so overwhelmed. We don't know where to begin. And so many online instructors just procrastinate for so long that they never get it done and they never start earning this passive income. So go on to platforms like Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. Absolutely amazing. This is a platform where anyone asks any type of question you could possibly imagine. Another one is Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T, and there's loads more out there. But basically, um, if, for instance, I I obviously help people uh, with online courses. So I would go into that, that platform and type in online course. Now, what happens is all of the questions that have ever been asked with the term online course in it come up. So straight away, you are finding out exactly what questions your audience are asking in that topic. Now, this does another thing for you. Not only do you know what stuff you need to answer, it also tells you what kind of information are they asking for? Are they just asking for that advice and guidance info? Or are they asking for tools, strategies, techniques, implementation? Are they asking how they can move from A to B transformation? Or are they asking to find a provider who can provide a service for them, do it for you? Um, or do they want coaching and help and someone to hold their hand and guide it through, do it with you? So straight away, you start getting a fantastic idea of not only what your modules and themes and topics need to be in your course, you also know exactly exactly what kind of content you need to actually be building. So you can also then straight away start getting a really good idea as to how much your course is going to sell for and therefore how much time, energy and effort you're going to put into it. So that is just such a great way and it's so simple, it's almost mm. brain numbing um, that, that you can get your audience to do that hard work for you. Another one is to just use simple surveys. Um, you know, there's things like SurveyMonkey. I don't like that because it restricts you to only 10 questions and then you have to pay if you want to have more i love using uh, google forms it's completely free of charge it works the same way a survey monkey does it has all the pre-filled different types of questions um, and it, you can make it as big as you want and again in exactly the same way you create your form it gives you a url and you can send that out to your social media um, or to your contacts whatever um, so that's another really fantastic way and i tend to use that at the end so after i've asked people loads of questions on facebook and i've gone through all the forums and listed down the most common questions drawn up my rough answers to them i then start building out a bit of a a structured curriculum and I won't go into curriculum planning today Um, I then create a questionnaire that goes into a lot more depth about that curriculum so I'll get people that are really interested in my topic to then answer you know if we were to teach about this subject on a scale of one to five one being not interested five being very interested how much would you like to learn this And I get a a rating scale then from my audience. So I know how much to go into that topic and how little to go into each topic. So that really starts refining. So again, what this does is it gets rid of all the confusion. It helps you focus on what you need. It tells you exactly what stuff you need to completely get rid of. And uh, it also helps you laser focus on no one cares about that. Everyone cares about this. And it takes away that stress of it being about what you want and instead helps you create something that your audience want to pay for. Mm. 
Absolutely awesome. That is fantastic advice. And yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's really, really laser focusing the information because yeah, now, now your, now your audience or, or, or your students and, and now they're involved. So, so they've got some skin in the game as well, which is also important. And one thing I want to come back to that, that the core, cause I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of core as well is not only do you can, can you do research there, but you can also establish authority and drive traffic. I, I get on there and, and answer, answer questions and it's not, not 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 salesy and it's not to push my stuff it's just to like like if, if somebody has a has a has a question and, and i believe i've got something useful to offer that person i'm just going to get on there and, and and type out a response and half the time i don't even leave a link yeah. back to my site because my link's up in my in my profile anyway and then when i check my mm. google analytics i see i get a heap of traffic through from court no from the, yeah. from the site so you know it's a it's, it's, so, it's, it's really good for that yeah. and the fact that, that this is one of the, the techniques that I've used as myself as well Tim is um when I'm going through researching all the questions I, I, I keep open a google doc and um, I start writing up my answers to them and what you find is you you start seeing the same or very similar questions coming up over and over again so I always just keep this list of my answers to those main questions which I then give to my virtual assistant who checks into Cora for me which and they, I always have a link at the bottom to one of my online courses that that particular question might reference to and she just copies and pastes pastes the answers in um, which is constant I say driving traffic making me look great and it's not creating more work for myself every time a new or random different question comes up she just says to me hey Sarah here's a new question can you write up an answer so if I go type 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 put it in the master doc and what that's doing is not only building my course content it's building stuff that I then create articles out of and create blogs from I do videos with those as well so I find that these questions are asked I'll uh, chuck a video up on my phone put it up on my social media that generates more traffic and leads my way as well so it's a way of like overall growing yourself as an authority in those topics so it's Mm. a fantastic tool to use for the wider business and I I just I just stumbled across something yesterday to my absolute delight and I and I recommend this to anybody as well like you know when these people are doing their no their launch sequence so they so they make up three or four videos and they and they sort of drip feed those videos over a period of a week or two weeks usually they they allow for a, an entry of of comments down you know like facebook comments so i i actually went onto this you know, this launch site yesterday and it's about creating online courses and the guy said no and and, and and while you're at it, can you just put no, down the bottom here what you know what your big your biggest challenge is in creating your online course? And there's over two thousand comments. Now, mm-hmm. what now, what a resource for no, no, for a course creator on online courses. Now, to go through those, and, and and we're not talking about stealing somebody's launch. So we're not talking about going there and 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 contacting these people or or posting something spammy but just as a as an information source to go through and saying what questions do these people have you know what are their hurdles what's you no know, what is their number one challenge it's mm-hmm. it's gold so if so if you see a if, if you see somebody doing a launch on a topic that you know that you are writing a course on join that launch and because because first mm-hmm. you're going to know you're going to see how they're doing their launch but you're also going to see through you know, through, you know, through comments what other people are saying, you know, what challenges they have mm. and what information they're looking for. So, 
I think you've raised a good point there actually Tim as well because this is another question a lot of people say to me is yeah but you know I had this idea to do this course I started researching and what I found is that there are hundreds of people with the same course as me so now I'm not going to do it and I go no 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 please do not be put off when you see that there are later courses out there because number one what this means is that there is already a market for that topic this is actually a really good thing so please don't be put off by that and secondly another thing is they go yeah but this guy who's doing the same course he's really great he's got loads of fans he's really well known if I put up my course next to him it's going to be it's just going to get a rubbish reception where actually one of the things I think people really need to know is that you are completely unique you are so completely unique your your perspective and your approach to that topic may be completely different the way you teach is completely different I don't care who you are uh, you are not the same as somebody else in the way that you communicate some people love some teachers and hate some teachers mm. purely because they do or don't like the way they look or the way they talk or their body language or the way they dress. So, uh, anything yeah um their topics I mean, one of the things I always say you know we write training for a living and we actually sell our IP well we just give it away we're not protective over it at all because one of the things I say as a trainer is I could literally give my training materials to another trainer and they will deliver it completely different to me even if I give them my script because that is we're just all different and that is why nobody is your competition because it's it's you that brings that uniqueness to that course even if your curriculum is identical to somebody else's so obviously try and make it different but please don't let that put you off um creating something fantastic that's going to help other people and get you money mm. that's mm. fantastic you know you shared so much is there anything on this particular aspect that you that you really want to cover before we sort of move on and maybe talk about how to utilize a platform like Udemy? Yeah, well, look, there was so much stuff. I just put down a load of bullet points <laughs> to talk about, but we've naturally gone off and all different, different sorts Absolutely. of courses. One of the things I was going to talk about was um, how to actually pull your curriculum content together, like how to actually build your content. Another thing I was going to talk about is uh, how to actually take your edupreneurship to the next level. So how once you've got your course live, um, how you can actually use that to grow your business in other ways. And I was also going to mention the, the sort of the Udemy question. <laughs> <laughs> which is should I be using it so I think I'll go to that one next because it's logical to move there yep. before we touch anywhere else and I'll let you guys decide which things you want me to talk about as we close um but yeah so I get a lot of people Udemy is is probably the most popular and well-known online learning platform at the moment it's basically for those of you who don't know a marketplace for online courses um it's completely free to use and uh, it has courses on anything on there and anyone can create a profile and upload their their training courses to it too. It has its unique features in that um, it can discount your courses uh, to a huge degree. And this is why many instructors say to me, Sarah, should I bother using Udemy when it discounts my courses so cheaply um, and when everything that's sold on there is cheap? Well, my answer is, 
<laughs> if you're not using it, using it, you are leaving money on the table. You really, really are. They all the different learning platforms out there have their unique pros and cons. They have their advantages and they have their disadvantages. Now, Udemy has a number of disadvantages. One being that you can't collect your students' data, which means you can't create and grow your own database. Um, so that's a big disadvantage to some people. And the other one is that yes, you could put a three hundred dollar course up there, and tomorrow their affiliates could be selling it for ten bucks. And you might only get five dollars of that earnings come into your pocket. So people will say to me, you know, what what's the point then? Why should I bother? Well, first of all, is I go back to this point of you're giving out free stuff anyway. Why don't you get paid for it? This is paid lead generation. It's exposure. Now, like I said, Udemy has millions of students already in its marketplace. They are marketing for their instructors all day, 24 hours a day, every single day. So um, you make your money out of pure volume of sales. There are people that are, that are on there. Now, if you go and research, have a look at some of the courses in your particular category or in your particular theme, there are people on there that have literally tens of thousands of students. Now, if they are only owning five bucks, now some of them are earning a lot more than that per student, do the math. You can actually see how many students they've, they've brought in. It is humongous. And I am certainly um, earning a the average Australian's full-time salary from, from my couple of online courses that I've actually not even had up for very long at all. So this just goes to show that the money really is there. You need to repurpose your content. So you want to take advantage um, of, its, of its advantages, basically. And that is that it has large numbers and that it's getting you exposure. So if, for example, and I use this, this example all the time, I've posted this on my Facebook page. If you have a $500 course, for the love of all the gods, don't try and sell a $500 course on Udemy. You're going to lose a lot of money and uh, it's, it's just a waste of that valuable content. What you should do instead is take that $500 course, break it down into 10 modules and create 10 courses at $50 each. $47 each. That way you are still getting the same amount of money for your course. You're not losing anything at all money-wise. I actually also think this is far more beneficial than having a $500 course because psychology tells us that people are more likely to spend $50 10 times than they are to spend $500 once. Mm. It's just pure psychology. It's the way people do it. Now, what this also means is you're getting 10 times more exposure. If someone's seeing you 10 times, great. If you've got 10 topics, you also have 10 different types of people. They're going to come and see you, check you out and buy your courses because you've got 10 different types of titles there for people to look at. So I actually think that Udemy is a fantastic platform when you look at it from that point of view. And really, like I say, you really need to be using it to those advantages. Mm, absolutely. And would you look at maybe trying, I don't I don't really know whether you can do this on Udemy, whether you can actually, uh, in. I know you can, you can put links into the last lecture of your Udemy course, but I don't know whether they'd really like you promoting a, a, an off, an off-site course through there. I, I, yeah, I don't you've got to be the... careful. Yeah, you do have to be careful with that. They don't like you uh, trying to redirect students out of the Udemy platform. But there are a couple of, of loopholes at the moment that are allowed. Now, you know, at the time of recording this, it's October. Um, at the moment, you are allowed to, first of all, you have an instructor's profile, and that actually has 
set spaces for you to put in links to all of your websites and all of your social media platforms. So it's not like you're being cut off from your students. If you deliver great training, then they will want to go and find you and follow you and check you out on your other social media platforms. Mm. And uh, what you can actually do is at the end of your course, you're not allowed to have it in your course, but the end of your course, you're allowed to have a bonus module. So in all of mine, I have bonus how to contact Sarah. And then I just have me standing in front of a PowerPoint slide and I've got the, the names of all of me on social media, my Twitter handle and everything else. And I say, hey, guys, I'd love to hear from you more, uh, because obviously, if I can get them following me on social media, I do loads of promotions and put up links to my lead pages and all sorts there. So you can do that. And you can obviously certainly cross promote your other uh, courses that you have on those platforms as well. Now, ultimately, what you're trying to do here is not just sell stuff for cheap you're trying to give them amazing content and value that makes them gagging for more basically mm. so it's up to you to build fantastic content so that they want to go and search for you elsewhere because believe me my leads my my followings and my social media contacts have gone up humongously since i've been using udemy and so many people are coming and messaging me privately on facebook and going hey i've seen your course on udemy it was really good thanks um can i get some coaching from you can you build my course for me or whatever um and that i'm making a lot of sales that way so it, it it's not completely restrictive mm, awesome awesome good stuff yeah so i i i think the same thing you've got to repurpose if anybody wants it's like a like how do i cut a, a 500 dollar course into 10 50 dollar courses well maybe look at the game of golf and 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 you can put up a, a $500 course taking golf from no, no, the A to Z definitive guide, or you can put up a course on how to putt, how to chip, how to drive, how to, and, and you can cut all these, no, you can cut that yeah. into all these different skills and then cross promote. So say the person who wants to putt will most probably want to know how to chip and know how to drive and, and everything else. So, and they, and even if they do discount to $10, then at least you're getting, you know, you're still getting paid for a lead. Twenty five percent, twenty five percent of your course instead of you no, know, whatever. Okay, um, okay. Onto onto the onto the next uh, the next topic of the of, of the discussion was the taking it to the taking to the next level. So okay, this like it's, it's like in the old days because you're saying it has changed because before it was he wrote the book. So if it, if you were an author and you had a you had a book on a on a on a particular title. Say so you've got to get John because he wrote the book on the subject. Well, I, I suppose that that's, that's still sort of true to a degree, but now it's probably opening up more to you go. You know, you got to go and talk to John because he's got the top selling course on the subject. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's it. And I, I think um, one of, like I said, going back to where I started from was edupreneurship is definitely a methodology to use as a wider strategy for your sales, for your marketing and for your business development and business growth. And uh, follow this in the right way. And you can actually use a course to get yourself lots of other business and income earning opportunities. And this is certainly what I've done. And it's continuously growing my business and my authority positioning in my particular industry. So, um, yeah, if you if you are teaching something, 
then you are automatically positioning yourself as somebody who has a lot of knowledge in it. Call it a guru, call it expert, like I say, whatever word you want to pick of that. That is how you're automatically seen when you're delivering something because to know, to be able to be teaching it, you must have been able to doing, you must have been doing it for a long time. That's the mentality. So what you can do now is you start at the end of every blog post you do, every video you do, every YouTube video you do, make sure you have a link back to your course because now you are no longer just a content marketer. Now you're a content marketer that is an educator and you, straight away it's going up to that to that next level. And this stuff really gets noticed. If you can do exactly like I'm doing now here with you, Tim, um, I'm passing on valuable content to, to your audience. But what I'm also doing is demonstrating to people that have expertise in my knowledge, and uh, can, can share the links to my courses. And what I will do is give you guys a, a massive 50% discount to my whole list of courses I've got up there at the moment. <laughs> so um, this is what happens now as you start getting this exposure. This exposure leads to lots of things. It leads to uh, press coverage. Now, I use um, I do use things like uh, sourcebottle.com and um, helperreporterout.com. That's got me um, positions writing articles in, in magazines, in regular posts on online magazines and blogs it's also got me whole chapters in published books what it also does is it starts positioning you very much as somebody who the industry starts going to for advice or information in that particular topic if you have a course for some reason it just makes you stand out from the crowd that tiny bit more and I have now started getting um, endless requests to go and speak and present on stages now just to throw this out there public speaking professional speaking is not only a job um, it's also the second most high highest paid job in the world by the hour. <clears throat> now, it depends what you talk about. It depends what your topic is. It depends how big the audience is. But you can get you can actually get like up to five grand an hour for a keynote presentation. So if you have through your courses positioned yourself as somebody who talks on that thing, you can get yourself those paid positions on stages, which is also yet another opportunity to sell even more of your courses. Mm. So this is um, a really good way of taking this really to the next level of getting that media coverage, getting in newspapers, magazines, this just continuously to promote yourself even more and once you get over this tipping point life is pretty dandy <laughs> mm, mm, absolutely and, and saying like you were recently on an expert panel so it, mm. it leads this just just opens up the yeah. you know just to so much okay is there anything before we close down the official interview and then we're going to open up a seat so if anybody wants to sort of jump into a seat and have a have have a chat with sarah and ask any questions i don't know how, how long sarah's got but we will open I'm, up I'm seat. yep same same here so we will we'll we will open up that seat i may grab a beer but we will open up that seat but we'll <laughs> but, but we will look, look at closing the official side of the interview shortly and then we'll get into to the chat so but but before we do that sarah is there anything that you really know that you really want to share and, and get across to the to, to the audience. 
Uh, I could literally go on all night, Tim. Um, Like I said, I had a really big list here of stuff we can go through. I think one of the biggest things that really helped me move from zero money to having a seven-figure business was putting on this mentality of thinking like a thought leader. Um, One of the questions you need to ask yourself is how can you make yourself a celebrity in your particular area of expertise? Now, what I don't necessarily mean is getting the red carpet rolled out and on the front page of magazines, although that would be awesome if you can do that. What you need to do is go, how many of my how many of my friends and family actually know what I do? Now, while they probably know what your industry you're in, do they actually know what services you actually provide to your audience to help them do whatever you do? And I think you'll find, embarrassingly, that not very many know the exact strategies and methods and services and products you provide. So <laughs> first of all, just think about getting those people to know what you do because the majority of business that comes to small business owners is from referrals and by word of mouth. If you can have people tagging you in Facebook groups going, you should ask that person and tagging your name, you're you're never going to have to have to pay for marketing ever again. Your customers are going to constantly be sent your way. So once you've got your friends and family knowing what you're doing, get your wider audience on social media knowing what you're doing. Once they know what you're doing, focus on making your whole town know what you do, exactly what you do. Then your city, then your state, then your country, then globally. If you can focus on how can I make sure the world knows what I do, believe me when I say that your your referrals will absolutely go through the roof. Now, I've actually, uh, I got asked this question so many times Sarah how did you do it (laughs) there are a number of strategies I use but I decided to create an online course to answer that very question so I've created an online course called how to become the go-to authority in your industry edupreneurship is just one of those strategies um, that are in that's inside that course there's over 40 tutorials so um, I'd love to give you guys um, a massive 50% discount off of that for, for being awesome. with me tonight can, um, can so, drop the link into the in, into the chat actually I've, I've been I've, I've been dropping a link to your to your main site um, throughout throughout the chat because as people come and go so I've, I've dropped it about three times but yeah if you drop if you drop the link into the chat that'd be awesome Brilliant. I will just drop that right now. Um, I won't keep going because I think there's there's a lot in I could talk about. And I've got a lot in my various online courses that go into all of these in much more detail. But I'm certainly more than happy to hang around for another 15 minutes or so, Tim, to answer any yeah. questions that anyone has. Awesome. OK, well, I'd, I'd like to say, say the, you know, thank you very much for all your time and, and the wealth of knowledge that you dumped on. it. I mean, for goodness sake, it was uh, amazing and, and just my head's absolutely spinning. So I'll be listening to this replay a few times as well. Uh, I'm sure my listeners, but I'm, I'm going to unlock this seat now. So please, the the seat is open. So if anybody wants to to jump in and ask any questions of Sarah, this is an ideal opportunity to take advantage of Sarah's vast knowledge and experience. Hello and welcome. Are we coming in? Is that Madras? Hello and welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Um, well, uh, I just jumped in and I didn't catch much of the talk. Well, I think I have, like, got an idea what you're talking about. Uh, well, um, i like to um, talk a little bit about my my experience and then see how I can like improve, um, you know, my job. 
Well, uh, I used to have like a small business, and um, then after a while, I had to move to another another place. Well, my business, you know, small business was suspended, and I lost my my clients and the people who, who knew about it. And then when I have come back to where I started the business first, I wanted to start again, but I found it a little bit difficult to um, find the people who used to be, you know, um, my clients. I mean, to um, sell them my my um, my goods. Now, uh, my question is, how am I to... Um, re um spread my 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 um information about my business yeah uh, well i mean def- definitely and yeah, the theme of today um i'd say to you just get cracking with this edupreneurship theme how can you teach your audience about what you know what's your topic what are you what's your your area of expertise well, what are you knowledgeable in uh, teaching teaching so you teach people how to teach no i'm, I'm an english teacher yeah english teacher great well um you know the world of english teaching and language teaching um the ielts system for instance the international english language testing system are hugely popular in fact um it is a million dollar industry uh, there are lots and lots of uh, students across the world that go online to learn how to speak English. Um, so that is certainly a massive market that you could be tapping into there. And uh, you can use platforms like Udemy to, to test out your own uh, teaching skills. You can use platforms like that to teach people English and get paid very, very handsomely for that because there are millions of students every year looking for that very topic. So I recommend you start there. Thank you. No worries. Okay, have a nice day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for calling in. Okay, was there somebody else who who'd like to jump in and and have a chat, ask a ask a question? Like I mean to say, look, you may not you may not think that you have a need to teach, but what if you were some sort of professional who, when 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 you were getting your your clients first coming to you, you were always answering the same questions. You had the same questions, going through the same information. How would you think about putting an introductory an introductory course up so that when people first contact you, you can you can you can direct them to a course, they get all that information, and so then and it, then it qualifies them as to whether they're actually going to remain on as a as a client for you. Now that they could be like a, a health professional, like a, any, like any sort of consulting. Um, what, no, what about if you present workshops, you can, you can take the, the theory side out. So say if, if you've got a three day workshop or well, you can make it a two day workshop, put the theory into an online course structure and still, and still charge the same amount of money and, and, and free yourself up for a day. There's, there's, there's so many different ways that you can create online courses. What, what, what about training your own staff? What about having some, some standardized training within your company how like how difficult is this, you know, these days when you've got constant staff turnover and trying to keep you know your staff trained to a standard how about creating a course that all your staff go through and you know everybody knows their job like just all you got to do is, is, is just think 
do I have knowledge and how can I share it? Absolutely. Do we have anyone else that might like to ask any questions in the chat or uh, jump on in a seat before we close up? Got uh, Tanya calling in. Hello, Tanya. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. All righty. What's your question? I don't know if you have a question because I've just um, clicked on the um, icon just to see what was playing, just to. Ah, <laughs> you jumped up. You, that's all right. You've managed to jump in onto the seat. And uh, we've actually just come to the end Sorry. of today's plan. What we've been talking about is how to create profitable online courses and how to use those to actually grow your business profitably. Um, so since fine. you've managed to. in a, You've inadvertently jumped on the on the seat, um, on the hot seat here. Um, do, I mean, are you creating any online courses at the moment? Do you have anything online, or are you planning to? Uh yeah, actually, uh, my business partner and I are. Um, we've just started the business recently around digital education and um, digital workshops, and and we're very focused on um, creating more digitally savvy individuals and businesses. So, um, very um. Uh, yeah, it's very much interesting. Excellent. And do you have any questions then about um, making that course popular, making money from it, setting it up, getting it online? Is there any questions about course uh, selling online courses that you might have for us? I suppose the big, the, one of the, the things that we're facing at the moment is that, uh, that lead generation piece to finding out how we attract the right sort of people. I mean, a lot of our courses are um, at the moment face to face. Out how we generate those leads and, and get them walking and so forth. So that's going to be Excellent. That's one of the biggest questions we actually get about online courses is um, after people have asked, finished asking questions about how to build it in the first place, the next one is now how do we sell it and make money from that? Um, and so many questions have come through to me that way that um, I've actually created, I'm creating an online course at the moment on how to market and sell your online course. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that one. I'll put a link down below. Uh, so that uh, you can uh, you can uh, pop your name down if you'd like to be notified when it comes out. Right. All right. Thanks, Tanya. No, right, thank you. Bye. 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 Okay, well, we seem to have lost Tim as well. All right, guys, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to close up our uh, our blab on Tim's behalf. Um, so we will be passing some links through. This, this blab is good. The recording will be live, uh, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, Tim is messaging us. And no, we can't hear you, Tim. That's okay. No worries. Um, thank you all who have joined us. I hope you found this really useful. And I hope that you uh, have taken some strategies from this to be able to go on and start your edupreneurship journey to not only start educating others and helping other people create a lifestyle of passive income from that, but also use these courses as a platform from which to grow your business, to take it to the next level. What we don't want you to do is to create all these wonderful courses and then leave them sat there. This needs to be part of a wider strategy for your sales, for your marketing, and for your ongoing business development. It really is a fundamental part of all of your holistic sales and marketing strategies. So I hope you found that useful. Please do follow me on Twitter at Cordina Sarah. And uh, I'll pop some links uh, again below on the chat here uh, that will take you to the discount links that I've passed on for the courses on how to become a go-to authority in your industry. We've got Tim back just as we're Am about to close. Yes, you're here. Yay. Well, excellent. I, well, 
I, I, I was really hoping that, that I could get on. Sorry we're not taking any more calls at the moment, but, but Sarah, I, I, want, I wanted to thank you in person for everything and, and, and no doubt I will be in contact with you over the uh, over the coming times and no doubt be one of your students. And I'd like to thank everybody who came along and, and participated and, and joined us mm. live. And I'd like to also thank um, my, my, my listeners who are going to be listening to this in the weeks, months and years ahead. And I know that you're going to get so much mm. out of it. So thank you so much, Sarah. I wanted everything. to give you a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, a, a shout out as well there, Tim, because actually the way that I found him and I encourage you guys to do the same is um, is actually when I was doing market research for my courses. And one of the things I do constantly, and I think it's vital, is you need to be making sure that you have industry currency in your topic, which means you need to be listening to um, what other people are saying in your industry. And um, Tim, I came across your podcast when I was um, just doing some research on iTunes and I was typing in online courses, curriculum development. Um, and I you know, was listening to your podcast and honestly, it's absolutely incredible. And uh, I, I was listening through, I've downloaded them all. I listen to them in my car. I listen to them when I'm doing my housework around the house. Um, so guys, like if you're looking to build an online course, if you're looking at creating an online education type business or create uh, an income for yourself by um, putting information and knowledge out there, um, I'm going to do a massive shout out there for Tim's podcast, the eCourse Domination podcast, because it's absolutely world class. You've got some amazing guests on there, Tim. Um, and do the same with your industry too. I, I simply reached out to Tim. I said, hey, I've just listened to your podcast freaking awesome can i be interviewed on it <laughs> and he said yes so here we are so um yeah do that in your industry too so awesome. thanks tim and i'm really glad i found you that way because i think we've got a lot of work and a, a really nice future working together as well absolutely thanks and it's, it's, it's great to find another aussie and to actually do an interview aussie time i'm not i'm not working in you know, east coast <laughs> west coast us we're east coast west coast australia so we're on the same continent but about uh, six and a half hours plane flight away so <laughs> great okay Thanks, guys. Thank, thanks, Sarah, once again. Thank, well, thank you, firstly, for that wonderful shout-out. I, I do appreciate uh, that. That coming from somebody of your standing actually means a lot, and I, I, I do look forward to, to any opportunities working with you again on any project in the future. But, yeah, thank you to everybody, and uh, we will see you on Blab. And, yeah, go to ecoursedomination.com, and you'll find past uh, episodes of the, of the podcast, other, other information, lots of freebies, and whatever, and we'll see you on an upcoming podcast. Love it. Have a great one. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Well, that was an absolutely amazing chat I had with, with Sarah. And I'm telling you, I am going to be listening to that interview over and over and over again myself. And I have listened to that interview already twice and and taken notes down for the show notes and everything else but there is just so much in there that if you listen and re-listen and re-listen just so many tips and tricks that you can apply to build your online course build your audience and build your authority so once again i really like to thank sarah for just sharing so openly and just giving so much in that interview now, once again, the show notes for this particular episode will be at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 29. That's the numbers two and nine. And there you will pick up all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. You can read the show notes, but also find the links to Sarah's course, which she very generously offered a 50% discount 
on her course there. Now, if you enjoy the online course coaching podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could pop across to iTunes and leave an honest rating and review because your ratings and reviews help the rankings which help other people find the show and help us help more people. And if you give us a five-star review, I will give you a shout-out. So if you give me a review, please also send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com telling me that you've left a review and what country you're from, and I will give you a shout-out on the show. And I'd like to say thank you to you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. Honestly, I know we live in a very, very busy world and we have so many options. We've got so many things fighting for our attention. So the simple fact that you tune in and listen to the information that I present, it really means a lot to me and I truly hope that you are getting a lot from it. And I'd love to hear from you sometime. And until next time, you take care.